0: Frank Isola, Kevin Blackstone, Courtney Cronin, George Sedano. Get them all out now, now, national panel. You're Purdy puns, all right? They will not be tolerated pretty, later.
1: Purdy, Throws There was a All right, there. looks pretty good. good They're Johnny, not tolerated I
0: now. Tell you last week. All right, let's go. Also, there might not be enough time to appreciate this, so I'm going to do it right now. The greatest Pylon cams ever, Dawson Knox and Zay Jones. Zay Jones was the clearest Pylon cam we've ever seen. Love it army navy this one was shot with a potato but those other two were perfect let's go like the finish line at the 100 meter dash Zay jones was literally is literally one blade of grass I... by the way tony his arm is pretty strong too mm. the latest on devo samuel optimistic thoughts reportedly from san Fran's medical staff oh. that it's not a knee injury a high ankle sprain is what NFL Network is reporting, which means, you know, weeks away, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, but not season over, which I think was everyone's concern as you saw the tears when he tried to walk off but needed the car. Mm. There's that and there's Brock Purdy, your first career start getting pulled from the game because you <laughs> won so easily, because you killed a goat. I don't need to say anymore. San Fran, 35, Tampa, 7. 49ers, 4 Frank, what did Purdy show you? And can they survive without Debo
2: Samuel? The so-called Mr. Irrelevant made Tom Brady irrelevant in the second half of that game. That was an incredible performance. 14 of 18 in the first half. 185 yards, two touchdowns. Got a great defense. You never had to play from behind, which was important. There'll be challenges, but to get your first start and to have a, a performance like that, and Debo Samuel, if he can't play... That's going to be rough. They could survive maybe the rest of the regular season, but if you want to win big, you need that guy. That's their best weapon. Kevin Black is still.
1: I'm not so certain that they can't win with this defense, though, Frank. I mean, let Brock Purdy manage the game. I mentioned last week, I said – you know what? They made blank Tampa Bay. You said but that. You they, were really they, close they, to being right. They that were was very close. Game. But they didn't. For the eighth <laughs> time this year, they they didn't allow their opponent to score more than 15 points. That's outrageous in today's uh, NFL. So I like their defense. I like Purdy making the big plays and being able to manage the game. And they have a running game, even though they don't have Samuel so because
0: they, they picked survive up another game. I have Debo Samuel's loss right now to the lineup? Courtney Cronin, do you agree?
3: I do, because the only thing that's more impressive than this team's level of talent is their level of resiliency, and that's exactly what we saw on Sunday. And I think when it comes to Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan isn't phased by any of this, so none of us should be. So much so that when this team's up 21-0 to going into halftime, he said, nah, that's cool. We're not just going to knee the ball out here. We're going to let you let it rip to Brandon Ayuk so we can go up 28-0 to on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was perfect on throws of 10-plus yards downfield. He was great in the face of pressure, too. Six of seven for two touchdowns. In those same circumstances, Jimmy Grappolo only has four touchdowns this year. So I think as much as we were all concerned about whether Brock Purdy could handle the moment, he proved that, and then some. All you got to do is manage this game the way that he did on Sunday and keep it moving.
4: Sure, or Tony, we talked about this last week, and I told you all you got to do in this offense is make sure you have a game manager. And he's proven to be actually a little more than a game manager. He's throwing the ball down the field, as Courtney mentioned, more so than Jimmy Garoppolo has, uh, with more effectiveness on top of that. And honestly... We shouldn't be all that surprised. Like he was a pretty good quarterback at Iowa State. Played for four years, threw 81 touchdowns, 33 picks. It's not like he was a bad quarterback. He didn't have the measurables that maybe some other guys have, but he was a decent to pretty good quarterback in college football. So we should at least take uh, the fact that he he knew how to play the position. So you believe in, so in Purdy? But do
0: you believe in Purdy without Debo Samuel? You believe in this offense without Debo Samuel?
4: So I believe in the Niners roster being the best roster on paper, maybe Sands, the quarterback position not being the best position in regards to the National Football League in comparison to the other teams. But even without Debo, I still feel like that defense okay. is fantastic. Okay. I feel like they can run the ball. They're going to control the line of scrimmage. They could, that's how they win games, whether it's on offense or defense.
0: Tom Brady, George Sedano, you had some critical thoughts about him starting with like week three of this year. But now to see the habitual Talbot destroyer, In the part of his career where he's signing autographs to balls, opponents (laughs) intercepted from him, George. (laughs) Where are we today with Brady?
4: Yeah, it's tough, Tony. I mean, you look at it, it's, I believe, the worst yards per attempt in his career. Uh, When you look at the statistics, I think third worst quarterback rating in the last 15 years or so, 16 years. It it just looks like what it starts to look like when a player is declining. And that's what I've said numerous times over this season, and I feel like that's where we're at now. Uh, And poor poor tablets. Mm -hmm. Specifically yesterday?
3: I saw apathy because the way that he tossed that uh, tablet was not the way that he's done it before where he slams it into the ground with complete anger. (laughs) He just flew this thing flippantly, and I just think that that shows you where this Bucks team is.
2: And Isola. I, I do love George saying the guy managed the game. He, had 20, he managed to get 28 points in the first half, George. So I've <laughs> oh, loved
3: party. Tom Brady yeah, I thought that was good.
2: For, the, for the last uh, two decades. I mean, come on. He and the Patriots, it was an excellent. His first year in Tampa Bay, outstanding. I'm so tired of seeing them not score points in the first half. He's always way too angry. It's just the whole thing is I awful. do like, really though,
0: that is. he was gracious in the moment. DJ Greenlaw, he signed his ball, and he was very gracious about it. Yeah. We move on. Oh, you don't get points to that, George? I get points to to Grace. We move on. Chargers 23, Dolphins 17. The Herbert bowl. You couldn't avoid that conversation going in, and when it was on the field in front of you, it was visceral. Herbert, 39 of 51. Talking about Loa, 10 of 28. Wow, George. You were there. What happened, and how did it happen? (laughs)
4: They took away the middle of the field, Tony. And that that's you saw that a little bit with the Niners last week, but you definitely saw that was what the Chargers wanted to do. And that's where Tua has eaten all year long. On the slant patterns, the crossers and things of that nature, to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Waddle is dinged up. We know Hill is also uh dealing with some injury issues as well. They're forcing him to throw the ball down the sidelines and throw down the field, which look, he hasn't been as successful as throwing it over the middle of the field. Tua, by the way, this wasn't an issue where, like, like it was in the second half of the Niners game. This wasn't a game where he had a ton of pressure on him. He had 13 attempts, okay, with more than two and a half seconds in the pocket. It was three of 13 Oof. in those scenarios. So this was a combination of the Chargers taking things away and Tua just not being accurate. Cronin.
3: Yeah, in the head-to-head matchup that we've wanted for so long between Tua and Justin Herbert, Herbert comes out on top. And considering the circumstances, it's pretty remarkable. He's down his top two tackles. He still throws for 367 yards and a touchdown, completing 39-51 passes. But to me, the story of this game is this is probably the best defensive performance we've seen from Brandon Staley's unit this year. They're down six starters, Mm. and this is an offense, the Dolphins that is, that was you know number one in DVOA in terms of offensive efficiency. They held Tua to completing... Ten passes, four of which came on that final drive. That was a really good performance from the defense.
0: KB, you took Tua on Friday. I did. You took the Dolphins on Friday. (laughs)
1: LA
0: didn't even have Derwin James. And this is what it looked like for Tua. What went wrong, and is it a disconcerting effort?
1: Oh, it is definitely a disconcerting effort. I mean, Tua was as bad as Herbert was good. And the thing that the Dolphins have to be concerned about now is that this is two weekends in a row where they've dropped games and dropped them in questionable fashion. And if I'm not mistaken, they got a short, they got a short week coming up. Um, uh, and have a tough game coming up, so um, this is not a good look for them. They need to adjust things. And something that that, um, that that George said that's interesting is taking away the middle of the field. And after the game, Tua was kind of asked about that, and he suggested that they may not be making the adjustments that people may have made adjustments to them, and they need to all. All well, that back may on be true, but base. you
0: went you, you hunkered down on Friday about the accuracy. I did. Of Tua, and we had one of the least accurate games we've seen from an NFL quarterback this year. Frank Isola, I'll bring you in.
2: Yeah. George only cares if Tua was asked about George being at the game, by the way. So last week, Tua went over 5 on third downs, right? Didn't complete a pass on third down, got sacked twice. And then yesterday, Courtney brought up 10-for-28. And let's remember something. And I think the guy's had a terrific season, but he really hasn't accomplished a lot yet. So you're now 10 for 28 playing indoors. If they're going to be a playoff team, very good chance they're playing outdoors. Cold weather city, this is not a good look. His accuracy just wasn't good enough yesterday.
0: Can I just for a second take a little time to credit all my fellow ruggers? Fordham Rugby, two years, one career try, one career tackle. Because the Tyreek Hill play, and George, you were there. I'm sure you saw this coming before anyone else did. Uh, (laughs) This is why every team should have a rugby coach. You could do this every play if you had Tyreek Hill. What a gorgeous thing to watch Tyreek Hill run. Appeal to your fantasy commissioner to get rushing yards on this play, though, because you're not because it's considered a fumble recovery. George, what were you seeing when this played out?
4: What was I doing? I couldn't believe what was happening. I didn't know what was happening until I saw Tyree Hill come out with the ball. Uh, by the way, Tony, can we give the Chargers a little love? I know Courtney, Courtney started did. to do it. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but here, here's the deal. They have the fourth easiest schedule moving forward. They're starting to get healthy at the right time. Herbert has been able to kind of tread water without some of his best weapons, and now you're going to see them potentially surge. Chargers Much like Tyree Hill in that, uh, did on that absolutely. play. Absolutely.
0: Kevin, I'm surprised how well you survived your prediction of Tua – you know what?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not it that happens.
0: surprised.
1: It Oh, but stop
0: that! Can he recover hey, from
1: this? That's what I want you to yes, answer to. Yes, Absolutely, Hickey. He can recover from this. It's not going to be easy, though. But he can recover from this. As Frank pointed out, he's had a great year. Um, he was. He was. We talked about him as maybe being an MVP guy earlier on. So they just need to get back on the same page. He's got all his we'll weapons. We'll see how they get Nobody's, back. He's taking not on Buffalo
0: body. on Saturday. We move on. Exactly. One more story here. MVP race. Mahomes. <laughs> and Hurts, and anybody else? I'll be interested to see if you have anybody else. But the Mahomes pass yesterday got all the love, but there were three interceptions that followed. And Hurts versus the Giants was not fair. Courtney, I know you're writing this up for .com this week. Give us a little taste of your MVP column and who you got right now.
3: I mean, it's a two-headed race between Hurts and Mahomes. My MVP going into Week 15 is Jalen Hurts, considering what's happened the last three weeks, nearly 1,000 yards of offense, nine touchdowns. He's led the Eagles to 123 points against the Packers, the Titans, and the Giants. That's, like, more than than any quarterback's been able to do. In 72 years in franchise history, Hurts is, he can beat you on on the ground, he can beat you through the air, and he's doing that more than Patrick Mahomes is. George,
4: MVP right now? Yes, he's my MVP, Tony. He's the youngest player since the merger, or second youngest player since the merger, uh, to go start his career or start a season 12-1. Dan Marino's the youngest guy. He's number one in passer rating, number one in rushing touchdowns, number one in touchdown interception ratio. I mean, he's been fantastic throwing the ball deeper than 20 yards down the field. He had two touchdowns, five picks last year. He's 12-1 in those scenarios this year, 12 touchdowns, only one interception. He's Frank, the MVP. who's your MVP?
2: If you were drafting... Every player in the NFL, every team, including the Eagles, would take Patrick Mahomes first. But Jalen Hurts right now has been the MVP of the league. In that division, best record, it's him right
1: now. And Kevin Blackstone. How many people going into this season had the Eagles winning 12 of their first 13 games? Nobody. It's Hurts. unanimous from this panel.
0: We'll take a break right here. Buy or sell on the other side.
2: It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com.
4: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
5: Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose.
0: How much fun are the Detroit Lions? Fake punt on fourth and eight from their own 26. And offensive tackle eligible, he's not an offensive tackle, he's a wide receiver. 335, for Sewell. <laughs> oh man, Dan Campbell and the Lions called up some jaw droppers and got the win. Everybody said they would against Minnesota. Vikings tried their own little trickeration here and oof, with Cook, and that's the ball game here. Minnesota needs one win in their next four to clinch the division, by the way. Who has confidence they'll get it? George, what to buy, what to sell. Lions 34, Vikings 23.
4: Tony, I'm buying the Lions. They're a one-point favorite for a reason, and there's a reason there's a lot of tall buildings in Vegas, because a lot of people bet the Vikings in that scenario. But I I love the resiliency they're showing, being able to come back from one and six. Their coach is willing to gamble, uh, and they're embodying that. Jared Goff also is showing leadership abilities that maybe he didn't have in his previous stop, former number one pick. It's starting to look like it. No interceptions, eight touchdowns. Courtney Cronin.
3: I'm selling Kevin O'Connell's decision to turn Dalvin Cook into a passer, something he had never done in the NFL, that play that we showed, where he get where he gets sacked and then fumbles at the three yard line. He was supposed to be throwing to a blocking tight end in Johnny Munt. Make that make sense. When you have uh. Justin Jefferson, who was unstoppable throughout the day, Dalvin Cook had already scored at the goal line earlier in the game. Adam Thielen is a viable red zone option uh. too. The play calling did- When you
0: say it like that, it makes totally sense. But we just said the Lions threw to Panacea in one of the biggest plays of the game, and it worked. Kevin Black on what was this game all about?
1: Well, I'm going to buy the Lions right now. Five out of six um, in their in their last few games, right, for the W. So they've got a chance. Who knows? But I'm selling the Vikings. I mean, their defense is pathetic. And even though everyone had picked against, um, had picked the Lions going into this game, you figured that at some point the Vikings would bounce back, and they still couldn't against this. Frank Sola.
2: I like it. Dan Campbell, as George now coined him, Dan Gamble. I love it. They have scored at least 25 points in their last five games. They don't have a great defense, but you know what? They have a positive point differential. The Minnesota Vikings? are a negative in point differential. You Is there
0: a chance? Is there a chance for Detroit? I don't know. Even say it. Catch Minnesota. you got to win out, lose out. Or, or even make the playoffs here. You know, Seattle coming back to the pack yesterday yeah. really opened the door for Detroit. We'll move on. Cowboys 27, Texans 23. Dallas needed 98 yards in the last three minutes. But got it, Courtney. Buy or sell this result, though.
3: I'm buying that Prescott has to be better to close out this season. We've seen late in games that he hasn't been that guy. He gets that criticism from Jerry Jones. We saw it against the Packers. They couldn't score in fourth quarter in overtime. But last yesterday, he did what he needed to do. 6 of 7 for 72 yards to set up the two-yard Zeke touchdown. It wasn't a pretty performance, but I think it's an overreaction to say that that, that Dak is going to stand in their way.
1: KB, are you buying it like Courtney is? Yeah, I'm going to buy it just because, you know, sometimes you get a mulligan in this very long season, and that would be this one for the Cowboys playing an absolutely horrible team and but just found a way at the end to, to get the W. So Frank, are you it. buying a, a win like that over the Texans?
2: A hundred percent. You know, they had a poor performance and they won the game. The moment of truth, the defense got to stop. Moment of truth, Dak drives them down the field for the winning score. That's what they're supposed to do.
4: The dino, you buying it. Tony, I'm selling it because there is a method to the madness of how the Cowboys can win, and we've seen it during the Dak era and most recently this season. If they run the ball more than they pass it, they generally tend to win games at a much higher clip. Buy or sell three. Let's talk some
0: basketball. Pelicans 129, Suns 124 (laughs) in overtime last night. So two straight wins in a row consecutively for New Orleans over Phoenix. Phoenix, though, Friday night was upset with Zion's 360 dunk, led to a little bit of a kerfuffle on the court. So Phoenix had their chance to come back yesterday, but Zion had 35 again, and yes, New Orleans got the win. Frank with the buy, with the sell.
2: The Warrior, the last possession by the Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul tried to score with under 24 seconds to go, shot clock turned off. So why can't Zion do it? No one was hurt by him having that 360 dunk, except for the Phoenix Suns' feelings. Tough luck. That's a great thing for Zion to do for the fans in New Orleans. Sorry. Zidano.
4: Tony, Mikhail Bridges did pretty much this exact same thing to the Pelicans not too long ago, and I don't remember this being a huge issue back then. The Suns are upset because they lost in this scenario, and they've lost two to a team that is the number one seed in the West. Bernie Cronin.
3: I'm buying that Zion Williamson, the way that he's playing right now with Brandon Ingram injured the last couple games, 30 points, 9.1 rebounds. This team is unstoppable when he's playing at this level. And I'm also buying that we need to sell these arcane, unspoken rules. Let guys have fun at the end of games.
1: And Kevin Blackstone. Exactly, it was just a little bit of showmanship. You know what, if the Phoenix Suns want to be upset, they should be upset with themselves. They are not the team that they should be right now at this point in the season. Kevin Blackstone, aside from the
0: disaster class, from uh, your Tua pick, you would have been right in this ballgame. Courtney Cronin, good run today, but not good enough. Sedano and Isola. Showdown.
3: Two minutes. It was meant to be.
5: Splash! Shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
0: I need to hear more about rivalries. Who grinds your gears? I think I have one clear
4: rival, and that's Frank Isola.
3: I don't mind losing to anybody, but I especially do not like losing to Frank.
4: Well, clearly Frank Isola, <laughs> number one, just because, God, he's the most obnoxious person I've ever been around.
2: And everyone wants me to be the obnoxious, loud New Yorker, which, let's be honest, that's a stretch for me to pull off. It's not easy to do that. All
4: that and
0: more tomorrow's anniversary prime time special.
2: Speaking special,
0: it's the Dino and Isola in showdown. Instead, they'll go inside, throw up. And it's A.J. Griffin's buzzer beater to beat the Bulls. What was better, George, the play, the pass, or the bucket?
4: Oh, Tony, it's got to be the bucket. He caught it behind his right shoulder, had to twist in midair and make the shot all with .4 seconds. I know a former Hawk, Iso Joe, has got to be loving that from home.
0: Ice?
2: A.J. Griffin already has as many overtime buzzer beaters as LeBron James. He's never gonna forget the first that one. Right? That was against Toronto, where his dad is an assistant coach. He beat his dad on overtime buzzer beater. He's been in the league two minutes. LeBron's been here for 30 years. Wow. He, two overtime buzzer beaters. Ties LeBron. Wow, we'll move on.
0: The NFL this year. They're finding players for celebrations. They're finding players for what they think are fake injuries. Jerry Judy bumped an official, no penalty on the field yesterday. He won the having three touchdowns in the game. Frank, what? does the NFL have here?
2: Judy, 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 how are you knocking an official and remaining in the game? There are plenty of times they hit a lot of players while the game's being played. The league has to protect the referees there. Sorry, but you've got to be ejected from Lugano? the game.
4: Tony, I agree. I would add that the priorities have to be more in order for the National Football League in regards to the way they want to police this stuff and, and, and protect the refs and also not be so judgmental about <laughs> celebrations and things of that nature. It's silly.
2: Yeah.
0: Frank Isola getting a win over Sedano in showdown. The robbery continues. Yeah,
2: The obnoxious one. It has been a rough weekend for those of us who cover sports, obviously. And one of the real perks of covering sports is some of the incredible people you meet. I want to acknowledge two of them who, who we lost this weekend. Paul Silas, a three-time champion who also was a uh, head coach in the league. I got to know him When he was an assistant coach with the Knicks and the Nets, he passed away this weekend. My condolences to his family. And then, of course, the tragic loss of Grant Wall, the terrific journalist who, of course, made his mark at Sports Illustrated. I covered the Women's World Cup with Grant all the way back. It's 11 years ago now. We spent a week together traveling around Germany, covering the sport that we both love. He was a terrific writer. I don't know if Paul and Grant ever met, but they have a lot of things in common. They're both respected and very kind people. Tragic loss. An immense loss in the loss of Grant Wall to his family,
0: to the soccer community, to all reporters. Our condolences.
5: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.